Radio listener, you know what time it is. It's time to think about the higher powers of life and God and shit like that. On Some Call Me Tim. Today on Some Call Me Tim, I have special guest Mike Whitaker. Also sitting in the house is Mark Neuer. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're going to talk, we talk about God and stuff and religion and all that kind of fun stuff. Whatever you believe in. You have to believe in something, right? You're alive. You're walking around. I usually have special guest this week, Mark, Mark, no here, this week, Mike Whitaker, look in deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, and I ask you first, do you believe in Jesus? So I'm, I'm looking deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, which if uh, you're a first-time listener, is a portrait up in the Mutiny Radio Studios <laughs> of a sparkly, blonde, blue-eyed Jesus. He is a sexy, hot Jesus, that's for and, sure. And uh, probably not, probably not, not, uh... Not uh, the 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 core uh, core spiritual teacher that guides my 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 vision. Did he ever? Uh, probably not. Like, so I grew up. Kind That's really cool, though. Yeah. Almost everybody here who's who's a comedian I bring on the show, almost every single one of them has a Catholic upbringing. Oh no, no or no. like a Presbyterian. Only there's been a few that are like I was raised in a cult. <laughs> there's there's like four of those. Oh, <laughs> and the really? rest who, of them. Who had a really interesting episode? Uh, Alyssa Westerland. Yeah, that's exactly. I, yeah, uh, she was in a she was raised in a cult. Uh, there's a couple of them that were that have the weirdest weirdest childhoods. Um, Galula also she calls it a big Jewish cult. Yeah. Um, Galula, there's there's a couple that have been like were super culty, but those two girls are two that come to mind. Journey Roberts, uh, it really interesting upbringing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, she still. I mean, she lives in a van, so she clearly still is an interesting person. <laughs> but so you have no no. So no Jesus. I I grew up so like my parents perhaps found each other out of both irreligious irreligiosity. Uh, like they both came from kind of religious families. Like my mom was like kind of this Midwestern Christian. Like her mom is just like her. My grandmother on her side was like a very religious Midwestern lady. Sure. And then my father's family was like super Mormon. Ooh. I know, I know, I know. And they were both. Ooh, special underwear. Uh, I don't know if they were that. Uh, you know, I, my father was certainly never that deep in the Mormon game, but gotcha. like I've got like a uncle who's like a bishop in the Mormon church Ooh. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the Mormons really figured it out early because they knew that religion and monetary wealth are really intertwined. There yeah. and it's and they really figured it out with like the five hundred one c three tax exemption Ooh, yeah. donating to the church. Church, the temple recommends mm-hmm. all that kind of like you have to give if you don't give 20% then you don't get a temple recommend and if you I don't get a temple recommend nobody's coming to your dry cleaning business you know yep. what I mean it's, so it's it's, and it's a hustle it's a hustle it's, it's a, a great hustle I, I think I mean it was a, it was a hustle too. on many elements of historically sure <laughs> uh, but so your dad was subjected to that and so he said for his son None of this bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let he him was do born whatever in Salt he wants. Lake, and then was like, oh, no, like I'm not about that. Right. And then, uh, like, so there, there, there's uh, religion kind of all around my family, and I think I was baptized as a child to appease my grandmother. Of course, you and were. then went to church on Christmas it, Eve. Right, like twice. Exactly. But your mortal soul is saved in the eyes of your grandmother, so you're fine. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So don't worry about it. But she had. I to mean, do as that. much as that does there, me any good. There have been though families. I mean, 
families broken up, movies made about this shit, mm-hmm. about not baptizing the child. How dare you subject the child to a life of hell when you have the ability to save them? And it's yeah. like, not everybody believes that, no. but some people are so fervent there, there's can this break up magical families. incantation that you chant and you dip a baby's head in water yes. and then and then their their soul is saved and they get to go to heaven uh, uh, and they won't go to eternal life in hell i know it's it's crazy to me too are you a, are you a big hell person what what is your religious uh, upbringing i was raised uh extremely extremely christian i went to a private christian school for many years mm-hmm. And I definitely drank the Jesus Kool-Aid water. Yeah. But there is um, Judaism, is Judaism in my past. And mm-hmm. I was a summer camp counselor at a JCC for 12 years. So I embraced. I were you embraced, about that life or were you just like, this is a good summer job? I, you know, and I really was about that Jew life because I'd come from this big Christian upbringing where I never saw the community. The community that they talked about was all just this thing that you could get if you were good enough. And I never felt good enough. I never mm. felt good enough for Jesus. But the Jews were like, we love it. Just celebrate. The- just eat, pray over the holla, close your eyes, light the candles. You're part of us. Great. I do. I do kind of. I saw I'm like, I'm not Jewish. I kind of uh, admire uh, the, the Jewish uh, idealized uh, higher being as like. Uh, in Judaism, it seems to be um, like God dictates a, a way of life, and you do. And and Christian, like the, the the same God in Christianity is God dictates a way of life, and you do or else. Right. Okay. Exactly. And that's a really good way to put it because, yeah, God. But God doesn't in Judaism. God doesn't really dictate anything because you as man get to always question everything. There's a yeah. lot of questioning that that goes along with the Jewish religion saying like, well, what do you think? And, and that kind of questioning I was always drawn to as opposed to the Christian answer, which is it is by faith. You have been saved through grace. And this is not of yourselves. It is an act of God, not by works. So no man can boast. And it'd be like, okay, so what do you have to do? And they're like, well, you have to be really good, but I'm not supposed to be really good. And they're like, well, you have to have faith. So, I mean, it all came down to the question. of also no bacon or shellfish for some reason. Right. (laughs) Well, no, that, for the from the Jewish perspective, goes all the way back to the Old that, Testament. That's, that's a food safety issue, right? It was a food safety issue in the days when they lived in a desert and the ocean was nearby, but they still lived in a desert and they had mm. no refrigeration. You can't take an oyster. An oyster, once you open it, is dead. Yeah, it starts decomposing and getting yeah. gross and can really hurt you. Mm-hmm. So and then, and pigs root in their own shit and there's poop everywhere and it's like trying to keep things clean and when. I mean, but so do goats. Goats goats are tastier than pigs, though. But everyone gets to eat goat. I'm like, Mm -hmm. yay. Food restrictions are weird because it says that somehow in religion, sacrifice is necessary for you to become pure. And so in some religions like Muslim, the Muslims, they believe that you have Ramadan. You don't eat during the day and you only eat at night Mm -hmm. during this one fast. And somehow that sacrifice brings you closer to God. And But I mean, I don't know. I feel like God made, if God exists, he made all these things he wants us to eat. Or maybe we're supposed to be vegetarians. Maybe we're supposed to actually talk to pigs and be friends with cats and not eat them. I uh, I was like a super vegan for like <gasps> five years. I'm not now. I'm not now. Wow. I know. I was like a, if you take me to the ER, don't give me gel caps kind of vegan. Wow. I know. What brought you to that? What brought you to that place? That is a really restrictive place. Uh, 
I think I just kind of like. Uh, <laughs> uh, How old were you first? Let's start. Oh, with that. I was probably so I was like probably seventeen years old. For, for, so from seventeen to, to 23. 20. 17 to twenty three yeah. years hardcore vegan. Yeah. Oof. In college. A little bit of college. But it was it was it you found oh, no, somebody no, no, no. there so that I was like I was just meat in, is murder and you're I, like yeah, it you is. Know what, you know how silly it is. It might have been like I was really into like uh, there's like a weird subset of like hardcore punk bands that were about veganism and I was like I like these and I was like kind of that kid who would go to you know wild. It was like instead of straight edge. Yeah, yeah. Well, vegan. it was paired with that. It was paired with that. So gotcha. yeah, yeah, I was I was hella hella vegan straight edge for a minute. I, st- I still have straight edge tattoos. Oh, wow. I know. Wow. I'm also not that anymore. <laughs> no, no. Hey, I have, I, have a, I, have a, I have a tattoo of a cross and a heart and a fish on my, and I'm not that anymore, so. When in your life did you obtain that relative? I was like 18. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was super Christian until, probably until I did acid when I was 19. Yeah. And then I like saw God and I was like, whoopity, that's high five, buddy. We're cool, right? And he's like, yeah, we're fine. And then I was like, I don't really have the need for all of this. Christianity really fucked me up. Yeah. Like, really fucked me up. It's like a weird, it is It is a weird, like, uh, where do you think in your life you would have been had that not been a, a, a governor and a, like a... Something that pushed you in the direction that you went into, right? Um, if you're asking me, I would. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't. I was a virgin forever. Like, I, I didn't have any. I, the first guy I had sex with was my now ex-husband. So I had no, Ooh. like, I didn't. We had sex before marriage. Yeah. But he was, the, he was the only person that I'd ever had intercourse with until our divorce, and then I came to San Francisco, and I, and I started, and so my relationship with sex. And the reason I got married so young and a lot of that, I think, Mm -hmm. had to do with Christianity and purity and trying to be good enough and trying to do what other people wanted me to do Mm -hmm. so that I could be lovable because I wasn't because. That's that's so that's such an interesting like how how it's it it, it ascribes some sort of value to this kind of make believe. I think this, this 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 weird. And then I also used to be a sex ed teacher, too. No. Yeah. 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 How were you? A, were you? <laughs> how were you a vegan sex? Oh, we gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> they first, were at separate times. Maybe they had a little bit of overlap. Let's actually. let's let's go back. So the first thing that you really believed in when you were seventeen was veganism. So your whole growing up, you're like, Jesus loves me. This I know. Didn't do it. Didn't. No God. Yeah, none of that stuff. I, w- I would say perhaps now uh, I was. You, you kind of like go through a period where you're kind of like spiritually lost and you kind of hang, hang, you know, anchor yourself into anything you can find. And I'm like. Oh well, this is a thing. Veganism. This seems. Oh. This seems like I would say now, it, and it's a great, greatly maligned term. Perhaps this was virtue signaling. <laughs> like this was oh. perhaps like maybe me trying to to appear uh, uh, better morally, than other people. <laughs> morally superior. Sure. <laughs> like like the moral uh, the moral. Uh, the moral superiority of vegans is is high, and it should be because they're sacrificing a lot. Mm-hmm. That's and that maybe that's what it is with all religions, and I could call veganism a religion. Yep. It's a, it's a hugely strict restrictive diet mm-hmm. that makes you feel better than other people. <laughs> Seriously, sure. that um, gives you feelings g- gives you feelings of self worth, mm-hmm. and 
and feels moralistically right. Yeah. Like you're helping the planet, like you're saving animals, like you aren't murdering things. I hey, I think that veganism is quite a lovely re- yeah. like religion. Doesn't hurt anybody unless mm-hmm. you're like out being like throwing blood on people's fur jackets. It's like the, the animal's been dead for a while. I, Chill the fuck out. I I mean, I guess I wear leather, so like that's that's but I do, f- I do find fur pretty morally it's, objectionable. I have one fur, but it was my grandmother's fur, so it's it's been around since like where the do you 40s. where do you wear a fur though? It's a it's a cape actually. It's, it's a, a cape. cape. It's a mink cape. It's a mink like stole, and it's really like it's not even a stole. It's like a little cape. It's really cute, and I I mean I usually just like f- fancy fancy things, which yeah. I don't go to a lot of. But whenever it's super fancy and it's cold out, I I wear my I wear my mink. I. Uh... I remember like going to maybe like the anarchist book fair when I was like 17 years old and there was like an animal liberation front table Yeah. and I signed up with my email on their mailing list and you and still I, get emails and I am so sure I am on a government watch list. <gasps> <laughs> I'm like, Oh man, the government must've been reading my emails for years. Sure. I'm sure I'm on some domestic terror list because I'm like, why did I do that? You got to release the monkeys from there. <laughs> I actually had friends when they were in veterinary school that worked at the monkey farm in Davis and they, they kept the monkeys healthy that they were testing on and they were doing all kinds of like they had one with like electrodes coming out I, I'm about to interview my friend uh, Camille for my podcast yeah. and she is a zookeeper <gasps> and she has like a Instagram where she just trolls animal rights people who are like zoos are prisons for animals and she's like no they're really not they're like really important steps in conservation and like yeah. comes at people with like points and statistics and people do not like her on the internet. Of course they don't. Well, it's <laughs> people don't like the cons. Okay, so there's still there are bad zoos. I've been to a zoo in, in Mexico I once. Totally. I went to a zoo and the lion had he was in a hole. He was he was in a big enclosure, but it was all cement. Yeah. And his little lion paws, and it was so hot, and he didn't have enough shade, and I didn't feel like he had enough water, and he was kind of like molting, like his hair was coming out. Yeah. And I was just like. This is really sad. the only reason we went is that I was hanging out with a bunch of veterinarians and they're like, yeah. "Let's go to a zoo in Mexico and see what that's like." Yeah. And I was like, "This is awful. This is animal cruelty." But not all zoos are like that. San Diego Zoo's amazing. San- the San Francisco Zoo's incredible. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, but we have to save the animal. If we don't save the animals, they're going to get run over by cars. I, <laughs> I think there's definitely uh, arguments to be made about like biodiversity issues and like like if you have too many like. We we as humans have pressured our environments where yeah. guess what? There's gonna only be a certain amount of deer that are gonna be sustainable on the land they live on. And yeah. if there's too many, they're gonna get diseased, they're gonna die off, it's gonna be a weird bottleneck and the it's it's a whole thing, but it's even up on Bernal Heights up there, they decided years ago we're not gonna build on Bernal Heights, on this mm-hmm. one section, we're gonna leave this open. And still people complain like Coyotes are stealing our dogs and cats. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, 100 years ago, we weren't even here. We weren't supposed to yeah, be here. There were, there were there were bear in San Francisco uh, up until, I think, uh, right after the earthquake. Sure. They would be on the, the bay, the That's shore of the bay. Fishing, eating their little yeah. foodie things. I mean, we're... They were all here. I think first. a bunch of San Francisco's built on trash that they pushed into the bay. Oh, it is. Yeah. Um, so when you go on Bayshore mm-hmm. and you see you go by the old clam house, that 
actually literally was a dock. So the yeah. building is still there, but it used to be a dock to the bay. Yeah. And then we've built out, you can see how far we've built out. And the marina... 40 more yards or whatever. Oh, way more yeah. than that. Like, more like a mile and a half. Like yeah. the whole of Bayshore and all of the Hunter's well, Point and all of that. San Francisco is only, what, four, four and a half miles wide or something? We're, we're seven by seven. Seven by seven. But it used to, it used to, be, it used to be smaller. Even... So you can look at the line. If you go downtown, there's this one wavy line. Mm -hmm. And you can see that's where the bay used to be. Yeah. And we've built up on top of that. And it was even when in 1849 when the people with the ships came and they're like, we're going to, we're going up to the mountains. We're going to gold rush. So they got in here and then they, they didn't know what to do with their boats. So a lot of people just overturned their boats and made them into bars. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people Not overturned their idea. boats and made them into houses. <laughs> Probably way more profitable than being a fisherman. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people just overturned the boats and fucking left. Mm -hmm. And so all of these boats got on top of each other and then they filled them in with dirt and garbage. Mm -hmm. And then that's what, which is why the marina, if we have an earthquake at this point, it'll go into liquefaction. Yep. It'll just... <laughs> Which is so funny because all the rich people live there. I like how we're both on board with our sound effects. <laughs> so, when did you quit veganism and why? Did you um, have a self-righteous moment? I, I, I a little bit did. And I remember I was driving in the country one day. And I saw, like, because I live in the North Bay. It's beautiful. I think I was driving in, like, the rolling hills outside of Petaluma. Yeah. And I saw these cows on the hillside. And I'm like... These cows are not living a bad life. And then I think I I read a book called, and I think it's by an author now who is very much maligned in, in the community. Uh, it was by this woman who was a vegan for many years, and then she wrote a book that perhaps the statistics are off on, but it, she made an argument that, that what is actually better for uh, the, the conservation of the earth is that we had megafauna on the continent of North America. Like there used to just be Buffalo and shit everywhere. Sure, sure, so sure. like megafauna, which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, cool. we had mammoths in California right, until right. 200 years ago or some sure. shit, uh, or th 300 years ago or some shit. So like, uh, that, you know, animals eat the grass, they shit out, it fertilizes the soil grows grass next year so you can take two acres of land and you can plant corn which is like you can grow a big old cow on two acres of sure, corn sure uh but uh it or you can take two acres and grow a cow on two acres of grass cow eats the grass you move the cow the next you know sure 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 different area. Cow rotate yeah so instead uh we grow animals now in concrete cities and then we strip the earth of its resources to mm -hmm. re replicate nitrogen and the necessitates uh, petroleum-based fertilizers that we need to put into the soil. Right. And this is actually like an active feedback loop where it's actually these animals are an important part of maintaining the earth. And we right. don't have buffalo and we don't have mammoths rolling around. And why the Great Plains were so fertile is because there was two million years of... Of poop. Poop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Of, uh, yeah, Bantafara. That's weird to think about woolly mammoths. Those were And I could native, also be totally... But they were here, right? But even no matter when they were here, 
those were native elephants. Yeah. So whenever I think of elephants, I only think of India and in What's, Asia. What are, and what, are the, uh, what are the islands off the coast of California over by like LA? Oh, the Catal- um, Catalina? Catalina, yeah. There and were the f- pygmy mammoths living on Catalina. <gasps> so cool. Up until like 300 years ago. That's crazy awesome. So there were like these. Uh, did they swim out there? I always wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Presumably. They or they went out there. Yeah, probably, probably they had to swim, or it was at a time where we had massive ice caps on the planet so the ocean level was maybe a little bit lower um and they had to swim a little ways uh but yeah there there were pygmy mammoths out there and they're about the size of a cow oh my god that's so cool um i'm sorry do you eat it's fine it's up call me tim we can go anywhere um do you eat meat now yes you do yeah and does it feel weird do you like not eat it on the bone no i think i'm like a more uh just eating a well well rounded diet makes me more of a mentally healthy person sure. and, and I can kind of just justify uh, what I'm doing as sure. animal torture. I was vegetarian for 13 years and I often say that I only have two regrets in my life and one of them is being a vegetarian for 13 <laughs> years like it I mm-hmm. I can't believe but I I started when I was 13 and I had such strong convictions yeah maybe even 12 i had such strong convictions about animals and loving them so much and mm-hmm. being like i can't i can't but even as a child i had problem eating chicken off the bone like if my mom would go she'd get kfc as like a special treat because we weren't allowed to eat shitty food like that yeah and i'd be like i don't want to eat the bone and she's like eat the chicken and so oh. sometimes she'd pull the chicken off the bone for me and then i'd eat it but i always kind of felt like when i was eating off the bone like this was a chicken's leg I feel, can I tell you now, I feel like more unholy about eating like a chicken nugget where it's like, ah. this is, there There was no place off the chicken that this came from. Sure. This, this was. Feel more unholy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, uh. Sidebar, you know how those are made? Fucking pink sludge. And yeah, all it's the, shit. they take the chicken carcass after they've pulled off all the breasts and all the other usable mm-hmm. parts and they take it and they put it into a huge like Cuisinart. And then they run it through fine mesh strainers. So it's all of the meat in between the ribs of yeah, the chicken. Yeah, the intercostular inner muscle. Yeah. And, and then they run it through strainers so that you don't that get the bone. That might have been the wrong word. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get the bone though, little bits that go oh, yeah. through and nobody seems to care. Yeah. I mean, it's probably more nutritious with the bone in there than... Actually, it might be because... And maybe that's what makes it the pink sludge is that it's the marrow from inside the bones. Yeah. I don't know how much marrow is in a chicken bone. I assume it has Gnarly. some. There's, of course there's some. I mean, that's how bones are made. Or that's what makes bones be alive or the inside of them. Because bones are hollow. Bird's bones are hollow, especially. Crazy times. Off topic. I, so knew, you somebody, have, I knew someone who, who had a weird acid trip. And, and were, ta- thought about birds the whole time? And no, and, the, and, and the, the the uniformity that controls all things was like, don't eat mammals. <laughs> don't eat mammals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, we don't eat any, ma- we don't, we don't eat any mammals, do we? Like, there's no mammals you can buy at our, no, no, no. No, we eat we a bunch a of mammals. mammals. Fucking birds cows are, are mammals. mammals. Birds are, birds are avian. Birds are avian. Uh, but it, mammals are things that give milk, so we eat tons of them. A goat cows, is a mammal, yeah, camel, yeah, yeah. cows. Pigs. Pigs. Wow. I always wondered why we anything never... Anything with fur. Anything with fur. Any, anytime, I was always like thinking, why don't we ever make pig milk? And I think the answer is, have you ever tried to milk a pig? 
Like, <laughs> I don't think it would happen. I don't think that, I don't think pigs are docile enough to be like, yeah, strap me up to that machine. Yeah, They'd be not. like, fuck you. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I think there is a lot more to be said about the condition we keep pigs and whatnot. And yeah. And, and, and I ethically feel like I should care about that more than I do. Well, you used to be a vegan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I put, I put in your, my time. <laughs> were your, were your poops better when you were vegan? Were they crazy? Ooh, do you remember? I wasn't like a healthy, um, oh. I was like a, or, you know, Oreos are vegan, kind of a vegan. Sure. Um, so, uh, I, I mean my most, Sorry, this is very crass. Uh, my most healthy poops were when I was like ketogenic diet, super hard. So you've gone through a lot of this stuff. Why? Why do you fuck with your diet so much? Why is that a? Thing oh well, for you? I lost like 150 pounds. What? Okay, so when you were yeah. a vegan, I was vegan. Were you, you fat? To, like, were you fat when you were vegan? No, I lost a bunch of weight when I was a vegan too. So have you, um, I'm you're find a tall, a, big man. You're, yeah, I'm going to find a picture of, like, vegan bicycle warrior me. You're, like, 6'3". Oh, no, I'm taller than that. I'm, like, 6'6 six, six or 6'7". Six, oh, my God. Yeah. See, I knew you were big. So, but you've struggled with your weight in that you were 6'7 and you never, what, played basketball? I am 6'7. I, I cannot dunk. To put this in perspective, Spud, Spud Webb was 5'7 and won the NBA dunk contest. And I am not only cannot dunk... I am nowhere close to dunking. This is me, probably age 19, uh, with with a vegan patch on my... I, I don't know. If, this will not be great podcasting. Wow. I look... <laughs> you are a bicycle warrior. I know, I know. Oh my God. So you were 6'7 there and you were Ooh. 190 pounds. Ooh, I'm probably going to say like 210 in this photo. Okay. Yeah. You're, 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 you're the smallest version of yourself. Uh, I was probably, I mean, yeah, as an adult, yeah, about that. <laughs> is that, is that something, so you lost a hundred pounds? Yeah, 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 I lost more than that. On diet alone? Yeah, 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 I mean, lifestyle changes. Lifestyle changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got super into hiking. And, but what happened that you gained over a hundred pounds? Was it just, uh, you're tall, you're on, huge, you're tall man, you're a big man. So, so, uh, here's, here's like, uh. A, a little rundown of the last couple years of my life. Yeah. Because how old are you now? I am 29. Oh, wow. You're still, this is only, wow. I know. In 2017, I lost like 150 pounds. <sighs> and then in 2018, I put back on almost 80 pounds. Wow. I know, I know. I just went, <laughs> like, if you, I bet in like the time that I've been coming to Mutiny Radio, there's been a giant shift. I, I've just, I've, <laughs> I never, I never really notice because I try not to be sizest. But I do love. I have a one of my secret loves is that I, I love watching shows where fat people get skinny. Yeah. There's this new one in Australia. They put them on the Dexa scanner and they they check all their body fat and then they make them work out with this person and then you watch <laughs> them in one episode like blah, 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 you watch, and I just I cry and cry I'm like they did it they worked out they ate the food and I just I fucking love that shit this is so I think getting into this this is if we're gonna hone it back into religion sure I had a religious experience last year oh uh, a not productive one but or, or not a good one. Okay. <laughs> um, Satan came and was I, like, oh, I, uh, owe I, you. I attempted to hike the Pacific Crest Trail last year. How many miles is that? Uh, it's 2,700 miles. Oh, my fuck. I, full disclosure, I only made it about 
250. That's insane. 250 miles? Uh, you walked 250 miles? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who does that? Uh, me. Did me, you have of, all backpacking yeah, stuff? Yeah, like 40 pound, like a 40 pound pack. And, uh, <sighs> uh, I had Alone? Lost, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had lost all this weight and then I had a lot of circumstances in my life where it would have been real nice to run away from. And, uh, I put it, like, I applied for this late permit and, uh, I got, like, a permit to hike. And I was like, oh, wow. My start date was May 27th which was the anniversary of my brother and my grandmother's death separate Whoa. years. So I was like, this is like a weird bad omen. Like, uh, or, or at that time you could think it was a good omen that you were going on like a, an, exposi- an expedition into the world. You'd gotten this permit. I don't know permit. how many people in your family have to die on the same day before it's like a family curse, but like... It seemed like enough, you know. And, but you, so you took off on so, this trip. Like, I, From where? Where did you start? I started on the Mexican border. Holy fuck! So like, it's I, hot. I flew into the San Diego airport, and uh, I just found these people on Facebook who who like help hikers, and they drove me like a hundred miles out into the desert. On the end of May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into June. So they drove really me hot. on the twenty sixth. Oh my god! And I was like. And I got there way early. Like I was like, my plan was like, I'll probably get there midday. I'll camp at the border overnight and then I'll start the next day. But like I got there on the 26th, the weather was so nice. I'm just going to do this. So I had started hiking like, and I made like 30 miles the first day. Wow. I got into Lake Morena, which is the first campsite. And I realized the first day I'm like, I'm not going to be able to complete this. I've oh, the totally- 20, the whole 2,900 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Yeah. Just so change I, like, your expectations a little. I'm just like I've my body's fucked. Like I'm like being alone in the wilderness with my thoughts was like too much. But it was like me cognizant of the fact of all that was going wrong. Were you thinking about seriously trying to keep up a 30 mile a day hiking regimen? Was that the yeah, plan? Yeah, I had budgeted. <laughs> I, had, I had foolishly budgeted for that. And really, <laughs> what I should have done is like 18 miles a day, sure. and then ratcheted it up. Your expectations for yourself were so big out the gate. Yeah. So day. So I got there like dusk. Uh-huh. I camped, and I was like trying to decide if I'm just going to quit. Oh. And I'm like, after day one, and I'm like, well, like my work threw a going away party for me. Like this is so like humiliating to quit after a fir- my first day. Sure. And then like my second day, it's May 27th. So it's like the anniversary of my brother's death. I wake up, I'm really sore, but I'm like in a town. So I like, I go, I get food in the morning and uh, right around noon, I'm like, okay, it's like eight miles to this next campsite. I'm going to do it. Good. So I set off. And there's a campsite maybe three miles out of where I had camped out. And I run into the same couple that had driven me to the border oh. wall. They had decided to camp there overnight. And they're like, uh, hey, like, you want to camp with us tonight? Like, And I was like, retrospectively, I would have had an entirely different trip if I just camped there. Oh, you, if you would have said yes. It was just like, yeah. And they, they, they were barbecuing. They like they fed me like food. I like I, I had some beers. And then like, I'm like, you know what? Like, I think it's only five more miles to this next campsite. And it's like, I, I maybe it was eight more miles to the next campsite. I was like, I bet I can do it. And they're like, okay, like, you know, hike your own And it's hike. like three o'clock now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I can, I can knock out eight miles. No problem. And, and they're like, hike your own hike, have a great time. And they like, before, you, before I left, they're like, uh, take these 
take these weed brownies. Oh, <laughs> shit. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. They're like, eat half. And they gave me two. And I was like, I ate both of them. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, so I'm like, uh, I start hiking and oh I... And you're alone. I'm alone. I'm pondering the fact it's that It's the this 27th. Is, it's, it's this cursed day. Oh, I'm kind of dehydrated. Oh. I'm out of water. So, like, I leave the campsite and their instructions were like, okay, eight miles ahead, you're going to encounter a Jeep road. You're going to hang a left. Go down the Jeep road. There'll be a campsite with water faucets. I'm like, that's my main deal. Clean water. That's where I want to go. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, all right. So like halfway through in it. But what I don't know, it's 2,500 feet of elevation. No! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a way too heavy of a pack. You have a 40 pound pack. You just took, you just took the equivalent oh. way too many. Weed. <laughs> you're took... like, I'm, fl- you're not flying on weed brownies. I'm feeling bad. You're feeling, yeah. You're thirsty. I am. I am going through. Marijuana psychosis. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I'm up at the top of this hill. I'm so terminally sunburnt. I'm so sore. Yeah. And uh, I get to this Jeep road. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Did she say right or left? (gasps) (laughs) No, she said left. She said left. We know this now. We know this now, but you didn't. We know this now. And I'm like, and I'm like in trouble. Like I am. You need water now. I'm I'm out of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't figured out like how to ration my stuff out properly, right. and I'm like, it's a big gully down this way. It's a big gully down this way. And I'm so like, if you choose wrong, you have to go. I'm back gonna up go hill. all the way down to the bottom, and then there's not gonna be water, and then I'm just gonna have to camp there and try to recover without water wow. or dinner. <laughs> right. Know? And, because uh, dinner needs water. Because most of needs, your stuff dinner needs a little bit of water. Because it was a hydrated thing. You could eat and dried beans. I could have eaten good. some protein bars. I could have been all right, but right. Uh, I would have been in a bad way. Sure. <laughs> so I'm I'm at the top, and I like I was like, I really like this. Sounds like it's out of a movie. It's very dumb. And I'm like, I close my eyes. I'm like, all right, God. <laughs> oh wow. I'm like, I we don't do this. <laughs> right. Like, where am I going? Like, give me a sign right now. And I'm like, I like this. This sounds so strange out of context or like, like in the moment. Cause it's, I don't know why my mind imagined this, but it was just like a field of corn and like just a gentle breeze pushing it to the right. No. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to go to the right. And I'm just like, I'm up there and I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, the right feels wrong. Oh, no. And there's like no context clues of like, sometimes. There's no sign. There's no arrow. There's no feet. It's getting dark. It's getting dark. So there's not, you know, I've been following footprints this whole time. Sure. You know, they might have came an hour This is scary, Mike. You're alone at the top of the hill. You can go right or left. You don't know where fresh water is. You have no water left. And then I'm like, I'm going to go left. Yay! <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, so I'm like going, I'm walking down this road and it's steep, it's steep. And I'm like, oh fuck, oh fuck. And I just kind of hear like music out of a car. Oh, thank God. Uh, towards the Did bottom. you start crying? Don't waste the tears. Do you not have enough water? <laughs> I might have. <laughs> uh, and then like I hear like kids playing stuff. I'm like, I'm at this campsite. You found the water. Fuck yeah. So uh, there's, there's a interesting 
this story is not over. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm excited that you and found I the get, right, we went in the right direction. Though. I get to the bottom of this hill and I'm like, okay, like it's a paid campsite. I got to go find the slip at the beginning, fill out my paperwork. So I like, I go to the very front of the camp and uh, I like go and like start like picking out paperwork to like sign it out because it's just self-service. I could have just camped, but sure, it's just sure. like... Because you have the morals of a vegan. You're going to pay for the motherfucking campsite. It's it's at the end of the season. There's probably been a bunch of hikers who are like, just fucked off and just left trash or whatever. They were rude, you know? Like, And I'm like, no, you know, like, I'm like, literally, this is the last day that anybody ever leaves to like hike. They usually sure. leave like February through Right, March. because it's a 2900 cuz it mile. starts in the desert and right. you need to get out of the desert before it gets hot before you get to the Sierras. Right. And, and then it gets too cold. You need to get to the Sierras kind of as the end of it snowing so you can go through the Cascades when it's not snowing. Right. So I'm leaving too late in the season. Yeah. And uh, I go to like sign out, and there's a guy, and he's like, "Hey, like, are you looking? Are you uh, like a PCT hiker?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He's like, "Come, we got like this lower spot you can camp on." And uh, I'm like, "Oh, awesome!" He's like, "I'm like, do you want me to like kick you a couple bucks?" He's like, "No, nah, man. Like, I'm gonna have some friends over later." Like, and he's like, "Just to let you know, my friends are pretty weird." And I'm like, "Dude, I have a high tolerance for weird. This is all good." And I go and like I drink a bunch of water. I talk to this guy, and I like I cook whatever my nor pasta signs or whatever sure, I'm sure. hiking with, and I'm like I gotta crash out immediately. And people start filtering in, like into this group, and uh, I'm like okay, whatever. And I, I'm like I'm, I I really want to. I'm so exhausted. I'm so barbecued off this edible. I need to go yeah. to sleep. He's like, I understand. This man. sounds like a choose your own adventure. They're either going to be a sex cult. <laughs> They're going to do a shit ton of drugs or they're going to so close. Am I, it's either going to be like, they're, they're going to be like Satan worshiper sex club. You're so close. Am I, I can't, can't tell me. I was like, okay. I, I, you should write this as a so, choose your own adventure. It's a very I'm, funny. I story. go, I lay down in my tent and I'm just at the end where my body is too exhausted, but my mind's not like turned off yet because you still are on that edible <laughs> and I'm listening and they're like, they're like, uh, he cues me in that they're a, a meditation group. And I'm mm. like, dude, I'm from, I'm from the Bay Area. I know what that's coded language for. <laughs> is that polyamory? No, <laughs> no I, I think that's that's either polyamory or it's like cult. <laughs> oh, okay, we're a meditation group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 a uh, soft softball cult stuff. And uh, I'm like laying in my tent, and then I'm like listening to them, and I realize like, oh, they're doing like they're trying to collectively as a group there's like maybe 20 people there now sure. and they're as a group trying to like astral project <gasps> the inside of a ufo oh, cool. <laughs> and i'm like i am cool. too off of inedible to make sense of this right now <laughs> awesome yeah they they are all taking drugs or they were all taking shrooms or something i think they they seemed like they can i i think they seemed really like not I didn't peg them for like the drug type. Sure. I pegged them for like maybe this is like a sober meditation group. That's what it felt like on the surface. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't talk to them a bunch. And then the next morning I got up and I packed up early and I left. I'm like, I don't want to talk to these people. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of there. What's uh, up with the astral projection, yeah. buddy? Yeah. And then you so you so, how many miles so, you get two hundred and fifty miles in? Right right now you're on mile thirty eight. Yeah, so I got another two weeks in, and then 
I fouled out in Palm Desert. Because it's hot as fuck. Yeah, I was just, it's not doable. It's balls out there. I can't remember the name of the town above Palm Desert. Fuck, I should... Um, it's a, it's a beautiful, like, little town. It's like the last one you get to before you drop down into Palm Desert. Sure, but and, before uh, you get to it was Palm 110 Springs. degrees on top of the mountain. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, no. It's just not going to happen. No, like, it can't. In June, you can't walk through Palm Desert. And I hitchhiked. Like, I I got so good at hitchhiking. Hell, yeah. To the point where I came back, and I'm like, I might just sell my car and hitchhike everywhere. <laughs> like, would you get, did you end up going through Vegas, or would you went up the 395 no, 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 and no. went home? I, and... uh, I, like, threw up my thumb. And uh, I'm trying to get to Palm Springs, so I okay, know I sure. can I can get you can get a plane to, from Palm Springs to anywhere. Yeah, so yeah. I know if I can get to this one town, I can catch a bus to Palm Springs and sure. fly out. And I've purchased. I'm like, I bet I can do this by nine o'clock tonight. And it was 150 miles. And that's a lot, right? And I'm like, oh, that's sure you can. It's throw that yeah, yeah. Up, throw yeah. it throw it up. I'm like, you know, like you can't. Worst thing that happens is I try to get my flight changed. You're, and the worst thing that could happen, you're hitchhiking. You're a six, seven. Oh, man. no, 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 no. If you're picking me up hitchhiking, right. there's way more of a danger that I'm going to hurt exactly. you than you're going to hurt me. Exactly. So for you, hitchhiking is like, no, no, yeah, no. whatever. Doesn't matter. For me, I might be like, well, rape and murder might be on the table. Exactly. I'm yeah, five, yeah. five, 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 four. You know, I'm 125 <laughs> Like, if you decided to rape and murder me, you have made a bad decision. Right. You. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. You you have the right. You have the wrong fellow. I mean, like, I can't knock you for the hustle. Like you're right. trying, you're putting in work. Uh, no. So I throw my thumb up, and like it's taking time. Yeah. I'm like fuck. And uh, I throw my thumb up, and uh, like this this couple. I realize I'm standing on the wrong side of the road. Oh too. shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this couple sees me. They kind of turn. They like drive away. They turn around. They come back. They're like, oh, you're trying to get to this whatever shithole town in the middle of nowhere yeah, that has Lancaster a Greyhound station. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, we got to get through there. Uh, we can we can take you there. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And I get in the car and I'm like, and they're like, so where are you trying to get headed? Where are you head, heading to? And I'm like, well, I got to get to this town. I think it's called Bannon. It might be called Bannon. That seems to ring a bell. I'm like, if you get to Bannon, I can catch a Greyhound to Palm Springs and I can lift from Palm Springs to the airport. Sure. And they're like, we're going to Palm Springs right now. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and I'm like, and now God intervenes. So this is, finally, you're like, oh. This is my, uh, so when you're on the trail, um, you collect these trail names. It's like everyone has a trail name that they collect along the way or is given to them. And at a point, my trail name was Jenny, which is a reference to Forrest Gump. Oh, Jenny. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Because there's a scene in Forrest Gump where she attempts to hitchhike and catches the most comically quick hitchhike of all time. And that was just all my experiences hitchhiking. Um, and they drove me to my terminal at the airport. Oh, that's crazy. They're like, I have to take my wife to her doctor's appointment in Palm Springs. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like you dr- I, I rode in the car with them for two hours. That's amazing. Like, yeah. That's great. See, that's a, that's a, some call me there some was, kind of experience, hey, some kind of hey. like camping you know, with divine, cults. Yeah, <laughs> divine. having God betray you, and uh, but God didn't. You, but that's the beauty is that God betrayed you with the with the sign with the wrong direction with the fucking corn going to the right. Yeah, don't believe that. Yeah, believe yourself. You were like I guess. going to the is left. That, is that the moral? Of that the story? moral of the story. I'm not sure. 
I mean, I mean, sometimes God tells you to kill your kid, you know? That's true. He does. And then he sometimes provides he tries to kill you when you're hiking. That's, I think that, I think that the whole 2,900 miles was very ambitious. And that 2650, 2650, I would have like started in the middle of like, you know, I'd be like, start at Lake Tahoe, just get up there and walk for a while. And it's nice and pretty in May or whatever. Yeah. I, and I thought about that, like maybe I'll just skip the desert portion together. Cause I flew to Sacramento to my friend's house where she was watching my dog. Oh, and I was like, maybe I'll just catch a way out. To... How many months were you planning to be gone for? I had taken five months off of work. Oh my God. You gave yourself a sabbatical and that's what you wanted to do yeah, with it? I've, I took five months off of work. I found my, like, I was like, I can pay my friend. Look, I saved up for a year, you know, like I yeah. saved up to do it. And I was like, I'm just going to run these credit cards up. I'm going to pay my friend a hundred bucks a month to watch my dog or whatever. So two weeks later, you decide, fuck this shit. I'm going well, I home. I was going to die. <laughs> you thought you were going to die. And you're like, I'm going home. Yeah. What'd you do with the rest of your five, four and a half months? Uh, I had a complete mental breakdown. Really? And, yeah. I, uh, had because of the trip or because of yourself no, or because I'd, of your I'd family? I run away from all of my problems. Yeah. Like, like I have like a father who's dying from dementia stuff. Oh. Like my brother died and I'm like, I got, I, I felt very endless and like, so I just was at my friend's house in Sacramento. And you're like, this is it. I'm going to go on this walk. And walk about. I remember walking to the grocery store and uh, like, sorry, this is, this is going to get into a weird police intervention no, it's fine. situation. I like walked to the grocery store. Like she lived near a Trader Joe's. I was walking back to the house and I was carrying this plastic bag. I'm like. I could just put this plastic bag over my head, my head when I get back to her house. Wow. And uh, I was like completely like emotionally drained and physically drained. Sure. And like my whole shit was shaken up and like I have like I have a bit about it, but I have like some like fucking I almost died in the desert and I have some like PTSD issues from <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, of and course. It's really fucked me up. And I'm like, I uh, got to my friend's house and she came home from work. I'm like, I just thought about putting this plastic bag, or like tying this plastic bag around my head and dying. Uh, it's a bad way to die. Yeah, yeah, not a good way to die. Not by a the fun way. way. Not, yeah. a, not, not, not. Wouldn't, wouldn't have worked very well. I don't think either. Well, I guess you'd rip it off before you. I don't know. You'd I don't have know. To pass out ahead. And of she's you'd like, have to take in a Valium let's that you get pass you, out. Let's get you some help. Help. And I'm sure. like, like take me to the hospital. Like I don't care at this point. And, yeah. But I'm in Sacramento. I'm like, this is not the place I want to be in the hospital. A hundred miles away from where I, where my residence is. Right. And uh, so she calls Kaiser, like emergency help. And we're on the phone for about an hour and I'm telling them what's happening. And this is like, she's like, let's just get you in the hospital for like a three day hold or whatever. 5150, baby. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, at this point, I'm fucking. Let's do it. So manic. Sure. Do it. I'm game. And then at some point, she has to take over to talk to the lady. And uh, she, the lady puts her on hold for a second. She's like, I don't want to alarm you. I think she's called the cops. <laughs> and I'm like, this sends me into, like, fucking death spiral. Like, and then, like, a cop kind of cop car rolls up outside of her house and through the front window. And I'm like, fuck this. Because, like, I had... I had a high school classmate who got shot to death by the police when he was having a mental health episode. Oh, no. He was handcuffed in the back of a car. Oh, my God. And they shot him to death. Oh. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm not going to go with the police. No way. And like, and in my head, I'm like, 
Well, this is how people get involved in fatal situations with the police. Like, if you're going to try to take me. Because you like, say, don't take me, don't take me, don't take me there. We're taking you. And you're like, no, 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 no. Just kidding. Don't take me. And they're like, we're taking you. And then it becomes like, they and you're a big guy. And I'm, then, a, scary, I mean, I'm I a big see, scary guy. Actually, and I can see how so, you're not, you, don't, you don't look scary. So I go I and I like scary. lock myself in the bathroom and my friend goes outside. And says, he's fine. And then she's like, he's fine. I can drive him anywhere. And the cop is like, this is like protocol is we're taking him with us and i'm like and she's like comes inside she's like you got to talk to this cop right now and i'm like oh god uh like i'm i'm not and, and it's like it went from like a i wanted to die to like i do not want to be murdered by the police sure 180 so scary situation where i'm like going outside and i'm like trying to cop, talk to this cop and i'm like I know I'm manic. I know what I look like right now. Like, my friend can drive me to the hospital if that's what needs to happen. I do not want to kill myself. The cop yeah. was like, I just talked to the phone on the phone with the lady who said you were going to tie a plastic bag around your head. I'm like, I realize that happened. Not, not going to do that now. <laughs> I want to live so bad. I am re- revived with so much <laughs> joie de vivre. <Yeah. laughs> Like, I do not want to be murdered by the police right now. And, uh... The Sacramento police, too. They've shot someone in their backyard. Recently. In their grandma's backyard. Fucking God damn it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane that police are the front lines for... Mental health? Mental health. Because they are the the, worst people to coach people down. The number one provider of mental health services in the country are prisons. Like That's insane. That's fucked up. It's so fucked up. Yeah. I don't think they're equipped... Or they, I, I feel like police officers in general, if you become a police officer, you kind of have a lack of empathy. And empathy is sort of important when you're dealing with mental health issues. Kind of. It's kind of on the front lines of that. I, I, that's an impossible job, first of all. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't imagine. I, I, I do too many drugs to be a police officer, but I can't imagine. Maybe police officers need, need to, to do, do more drugs. drugs. So... Where so you ended up going into the hospital? They didn't I didn't. Take you. I didn't. You didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Good. I got set up with like a therapy session. It went oh, bad. Good. I'm just trying to navigate and find a therapist right now. Sure. I finally like I went to an in services therapy appointment. It was not a good therapist. For we have me. free therapy here on Tuesdays, Tuesday mornings at ten o'clock. I think it's spiritual got psychology with Renee McKenna. She's great. She's really helped me a lot. I may I may come chat her up. She's great. She's a real licensed therapist. She just does it here at Mutiny Radio for free to help people. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I went to this. <laughs> oh, my God. I had this worst experience at Kaiser. With therapist? Oh, my God. Was it a... Can I tell you about yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Was it a psychiatrist or was it a licensed... Uh, Ellis, what are they? Licensed family therapist? I think it was, a, it, was a, it was a psychiatrist, but was like still kind of getting training in school. Uh, and so she... I think she was Chinese. Mm. She was, English as a second language. A therapist with English as a second language? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. It, it, and Oh, so my this, God. You don't have a joke about this? This gives you such an in to do like oh a really God, shitty Pam, Chinese accent. So, I was so bad, Pam. So, like, she just, like, I was, like, and I feel like, so this is appealing to, like, the white guilt of me of, like, this is not a good person. I'm going to try to make it work. Like, and I was, like, telling her things like, oh, like, I'm dealing with my father dying right now. And then, like, a few minutes later, she'd be like. So tell me how it felt when your father died. And I'm like, you did not understand me. Yeah, you weren't. And then after things, complex. she would say, how make you feel? Oh. I know. <laughs> I know, Pam. You could make the best joke out of this. 
Uh, it's pretty how sad. Make, it is super sad. It's pretty dark. How make you feel? How make you, how make you feel? And I'm like, I, I'm not going to do a racist accent, but it's just like... <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so I would say my last if if we're if i'm looking into sparkle jesus yeah i'm gonna say my last experience with any sort of spirituality ended terribly right yeah you tried to go on this big walk in the hills wow that's in that is great so at the end of your how long ago was this stuff this was in May of last year, oh, like this is or all really April, new. June, March, April, May, June, June last year. Well, you've done some great work. You present as a really together guy. <laughs> I mean, at least I. You seem all right. <laughs> yeah, you do. You present as every time I've seen you present as a very yeah. well put together person that isn't like losing their mind over anything. So that's good. Oh yeah. Not running raving through the streets yet. I've been close. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. I. I don't speak to my parents anymore, so it's going to be easier if they ever meet their demise, which I'm sure they would because mm-hmm. they're both in their 70s. But being close to a parent and seeing them as they were and then seeing that stripped away, like, dementia is insane shit because the person they are and the person you know and them knowing you... It's different. It's all strips away. It like, it's like melts. with my father having like really bad sundowners at this point, so it's just like... He's like kind of a normal guy in the mornings and then in the evenings, like the last couple of evenings, like I've had to like go over to my folks' house because my mom's like, I don't know what to do. Is he trapped in old memories? Um, like- no, he's just, he's just like kind of, so like, um, he'll be like, uh, his big thing is he wants to sleep in the living room mm. and it's like, he's in a wheelchair and stuff too. He's like, bring my bed into the living room. Right. And it's like. Like, okay, like, I cannot appeal to, like, any, ele- there's no element of logic I can appeal to, because this is the goal. Right. And it's like, so, like, I work with folks with special needs, particularly, like, autism spectrum folks, and it's like, I have, like, this set of skills to, like, harangue someone who's into, to, like, a, like a very obstinate, like, one way of thinking kind sure. of way. Like, it's not appealing to logic, but it's, like, appealing to, like, different options of what you could do. Right. But it's like does not work with dementia not the same trick so i'm like oh i have all these skills that are useless oh, for this that's so, so it's frustrating just like, yeah so it's just like big guy i call my dad big guy yeah come on big guy he is five foot two. Oh, well, that's great <laughs> yeah, i have on, called him guy. this since i was a kid oh, but that's really <laughs> um and i'm like big guy like i i like can i wheel can we go take a look at your bed and it's like you have like this adjustable bed that's 600 pound bed frame right can't move it, it took out four guys the... to move it into the house sure my mother is not moving it into the living room for you and he's and i'm like you've lived in this house for 32 years he's like i have not and i'm like you have That's never so in those 32 hard. years have you slept in the living room he's like i'm sleeping there tonight and it's just like oh this is fucking what heartbreaking would, what would happen if you set something up on the floor I can't. I then he'd couldn't be super move his uncom- mattress out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean like a futon or. A, yeah. And then he'd be uncomfortable and be like, "This sucks. Put me in my bed." Yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> you it's can, not a good situation. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's just like, I'm so sorry. It's all right. Like I mean, like it's it's my my parents decided to have like kids very late in life. So like. Oh. I think about that like, because like everyone. 
having kids in San Francisco now are doing it. Like yeah. my, my mom was 44 and my dad was 54. When wow. I'm 44 and I haven't had a period in a week and I'm supposed to, but I have an IUD. And so I was wondering if God wants me to have a baby. I, I have a pregnancy <laughs> test at home. That's an old one from, from before I got my IUD. Yeah. That's like the kind of delusional thinking I engage in. Yeah. I'm like, if I get pregnant with this IUD, I must have to have well, this baby because God wants me to have it. If you had a baby right now, when that baby's 30, and trying to make sense of life. Right. I would be 74, which would be insane. That's so crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm dealing with. Wow. And my dad is 84. So it's like. He's 84. Oh. Well, you do comedy because it makes you happy. Is yeah, that what no, it's no, no. like? I, and I have like a positive outlook. Like, like, I really like, I wouldn't do this if it didn't make me happy. Like, right. I have like a real like ridiculous hakuna matata lifestyle like sure. no worries like i've come here like i know like the other week i came here and you were so stressed out about the festival oh i was losing my mind you were losing your mind yeah absolutely. i could hear you coming down the street screaming and you got here and you just <laughs> vented to everyone and i'm like pam i'm so like i'm so sorry i'm such a selfish person because like, you have no, your no, own no, issues it's fine it's fine like everybody's got their own issues and you had your own issues because you had like this total like shit show of a festival you're trying to plan and it was like coming down on you and you were like i'm like pamak do you want me to get you mineral water from the store like this is all like, i i am helpless to help you with anything you're going through right now emotionally but i can bring you like a mineral water <laughs> that's so sweet and yeah, I, like, I've been having some nervous breakdowns lately. Yeah. And I feel like a jerk. I had one the other day in here because the website went down. And this guy is running a show called Labor and Love. And it's a really great show. It's yeah. in the morning. And, and I found out later that he's dealing with his wife going through chemo. So, like, I feel like a pile of dog shit because I'm like, I'm so insensitive. Your wife's going through chemo. And I'm worried about the fucking website. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I'm just like awful person. I'm like, ah, your dad's got to make that I got to just, just stay in my own milieu you know it's just like i'm staying in my lane like i'm just gonna be like this is gonna be the happy lane if you intersect it maybe it rubs off on some get in the happy lane with mike whitaker (laughs) what's the name of your podcast uh it's called the cultural mike geist wow that's funny not a great name no it's hilarious all right instead Uh, of zeitgeist it's mike geist i know i I know uh and uh i've done maybe there's only three episodes up i post them very inconsistently i'm doing a reboot of it and uh, it's like the concept was I would have people on. So like I don't, I'm not a pop culture guy. Uh-huh. I don't know about it. I, like so it's like if people feel like they are an expert in some aspect of pop culture, right. want to come on. I don't know who Ariana Grande is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> Do know. You? I can't. Yeah, yeah. I've jerked off before. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, That's I'm, the cultural. I, mic I don't guys. care about pop idols. Like. Uh, but if you wanted, if someone wanted to come on and talk about pop idols, I'd be receptive to it. Like, sure. give me a one-hour schooling on this. Right. So I'm, I got some episodes coming down the tube that I'm trying to bank and release regularly. Cool. I'm trying to be more active about that. Yeah. In, uh, 2019. To learn about pop culture from other people. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. great. No, that's. Yeah, yeah. It's, I it's, use my news show in that way. It's like I, no I only know on. about. Like, do you want to know about guitar pedals or obscure Japanese professional wrestling? I know a bunch about that. I don't know anything about politics or important Do you know that because you hang out with people with autism? Or do you know that just because that's the kind of stuff you like? Oh, it's the kind of stuff I like. (laughs) I was just checking. Yeah, yeah. Because, oh, can I get a hit? Take it easy, Mark. So you have had religious experiences despite being religious. Yeah. That's great. I'm sorry. Again, I'm. It's it sucks when your family goes through crazy yeah. stuff. Uh, 
Is there any other aspects of religion you've touched on? You've touched on veganism, the hiking thing. Is, is there religion? Well, I think we, I, we were talking about. I think that veganism is a religion because it involves it revolves self sacrifice of your diet, which mm-hmm. is a lot of the restrictions that different religions put on. It makes you feel better than other people by doing it. Yeah, which Who is are what you a lot of crit- animals. And the sanctity of the world, the sanctity of the, and the joy of, of of the of the of the beauty and the of the world around us, mm-hmm. and not murdering that. So it's it's almost like a religion. And did you you didn't grow up Catholic? That's what no. I got. That no, was, no, no, no. Started this anything. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Uh, no, I, w- I was. I no, I no. didn't. I did didn't. you have a religious upbringing? I did. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I I grew up um, well, Reformed Christian. Okay. Yeah. And that's not, I mean, Catholic is a branch off of Christianity. So, I mean, it's kind of all in the same basket, but, uh, yeah, no, that, I did that for a fucking long time. I was Mr. Youth Group. I was Mrs. Youth Group. (laughs) Ms. Youth Group. Do you, do you, do you feel like a moral person? Um, you know, I think, I think I, I do have morals. Sometimes I just choose not to go with them. I think I'm like without religion, a, a, a rather moral person. Like, like, yeah, see, I believe the same thing. I think that yeah, if yeah, I yeah. didn't have the if I didn't have religious precepts, I still would be a good person. I would I, hope. I think. I don't think I, I would. I think you gotta anybody. do do things that make you feel whole, and avoid things that like make you not feel whole. But mm. if you look at that with what religiosity is in America right now. To them who believe in the religious right, I'm an amoral Satan worshiper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I think some of the choices I make are specifically moralistic that they would see as anti-moralistic. So we can't even, how do we even agree on what is moral yeah. anymore? I mean, don't kill people. Although yeah. solid, solid start. Unless they're baby, but that's the thing is abortion. I'm a hundred percent on board. I love it. Kill the babies. No more babies. Like <laughs> if you don't want to have a baby, don't have a baby because then you have a kid that you don't want. And then the world falls apart <laughs> for that kid. Then that kid's world is fucked up. Better to not make that happen. But to some people saying that is like, yeah, you love Satan. You're a disgusting human being. How could you murder a baby? Yeah. But then they also have. It's funny how those most of those folks would disagree with a lot of social policies that help folks. Wasn't Einstein being. supposed to be aborted? But so was that's Hitler, a, right? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, I thought the reason that Hitler didn't like the Jews is that his mother died of cancer at a young age and had a Jewish doctor, and he blamed the doctor. I think Hitler was insane. Um, 100%. I think the dude was nuts. Um, but just because you're nuts doesn't mean you can't be like smart. Like look at Kanye West. Like, you know what I mean? Kanye West is insane. He has his own church. He has his own church. He has like a, a he has like, oh no, he has his, have you seen the video? It's really great. He no, has like it does it every, Sunday every service week, every week where he has like these people all dressed in white and they're just yep. like, yo, it's like, like a little cult. It's, it's not weird. really about God it's weird. much. Yeah. See, it's, it's weird. It's like gospel context. Dude, look at Charles Manson. Live. Look at Charles Manson. Dude was a, 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 a it's so insane. He was so a, he was a really, he was just a bad Guitarist and songwriter. Uh, he wasn't that bad. Have you heard? I have. Girl? I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard some of his songs, and I'm the, like, the, I mean, he wasn't that bad because the Beastie Boys stole from him, and they aren't terrible, right? I mean, they, I love the Beastie Boys. Exactly. Not the Beastie Boys. I'm sorry. Uh, the Beach Boys. Oh, the Beach Boys. Yeah. The, he I was, was like, I, I was willing to bet that the Beastie Boys sampled the. Absolutely, I could totally believe the Beastie Boys sampled the. Um, but no, yeah, the Beach Boys. They, they, they recorded. Were, they were. Friends. They recorded a, a a heavily altered Charles Manson song. 
Yeah, well, I mean, whatever you want to call it, but I, I, I call it, I call it, I call it stealing. <laughs> I call it stealing of art, and I think that uh, I think he that really pushed him over the edge, along with other things that happened in the industry. Was like he was already a fragile person. He was right. so fragile, and I mean, his mind that that is, and and he was able to have a family of over four hundred people in San Francisco, and then move from San Francisco to down south, and then have, convince them to murder people. Like right. that's that's crazy, but that's not. I mean, that's I, not that crazy. on the weak-minded. Yeah, please, Mike. Okay, so my father lived uh, down the street from the courthouse that they were trying Charles Manson at. How cool. And uh, just my father says these things in kind of like a dementia haze sometimes. So yeah. we were watching, like, I was over at having dinner with my folks, and we were watching something when Charles Manson was on the TV. And... Uh, and my father says these very cryptic things that I don't know what they mean. Just write them down, make poems. And uh, we were watching this thing about Charles Manson. He's like, I used to see his girls there down on the corner. And I was like, what? And my mom was like, he used to live by the courthouse and they were protesters. Like, I'm like, did you just look out and see Squeaky From? Or like, who was this? Pick him up, take him home. <laughs> That's Someone save those kids. It's it's one of those things where if you have a charismatic man and you have a girl who has been not listened to or denied by her family or by Jesus or whatever, it's the same thing as our Kelly's going through right now. Girls want to be loved so badly that they'll just, if you show them a little, they'll do whatever. Yeah. I mean, even, even me as like a, you know, I, I was so hot for the love of any man because of the lack of the love of Jesus at one point. Like, it was not, I mean, I would, I was in some weird fucked up relationship. I was, but because it's like, it's better to be with somebody than be with nobody. But it's different being a woman. That is, yeah. But what, what if I could impart any knowledge on young people? It's like, nope, it's better to be with nobody than the wrong person. Sure. Oh boy. Yeah. I I just still, I'm trying to imagine you alone on the on this the mountain is, ridge. This is my five year anniversary of comedy today. Congratulations! Wow, congratulations. congratulations. That's Mark awesome. Oh my god! Today. That's amazing. I have I have yeah. Five years. Congratulations! Five years? It's a long celebration. It's a long time. Uh, well, no, thank you. Uh, no, thank you. That's just the band. Um. Congratulations. Where was the first place you did stand-up? I went with uh, my ex-boyfriend to a uh, bar in Petaluma called Gales, which is truly a terrible room for comedy. It was uh, it was hosted by uh, the, the uh, later to be known as... Some birthday presents. Oliver Graves of... Oliver Graves! Of, I know of uh, America's wow. Got Talent fame. <laughs> Uh, and I got really shit hammered drunk at a sushi restaurant that was called Sandy's. Um, and suck it to me, uh, with my ex. And then we wandered down to Gales and I attempted. So like, I didn't really know how, like I was such a mega fan of comedy of who's just all comedy. I was such a comedy geek. Like a, a total comedy dork. And I was like, uh, I tried to tell like a story, but it was like a five minute long story. Uh-oh. And it was just like, had I known like 
there so like maybe i told like a couple jokes about the room up front like i was it didn't go terribly but it was just definitely like four minutes of setup for a not a huge payoff in the fifth minute yeah but you loved it so much and you came back to it i came i kept doing it you kept doing it you felt good enough about it it mm -hmm. wasn't such a bomb that you were like fuck this shit no, no, i'm no, never no. doing it again it didn't go great. I remember probably my ex, who didn't end up going to do stand-up comedy, did a set and did probably better than me. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you're a 2XL, right? I am. Oh, my goodness. Happy Guys, birthday. free swag. Uh, yeah. Where was the first time you did comedy? Me? Yeah. Uh, I was at Amnesia on a Tuesday. Wow. What year? Um, it was the 19th. Was it the 17th or the 19th? No, it was the... It was 2011. It was the 17th of July, 19, 2011. 19, so I'm, 2011. That's I, I'm, I'm coming up on eight years this year. But it was, um, it, was before, it was before Amnesia was what it is now. And at the time, it was called the Red Light Open Mic. And it was run by a guy named Philip T. Nails. And I used to be a poet. And so I'd done that room a lot. And I'd done Brainwash a ton as a poet. Because I used to be... Were you doing comedy open mics as a poet? No. I was doing poetry as a poet. Man, I remember going to Brainwash and like somebody Monday would night. sign up and do a, a poetry set in the yes. middle of a block of comedy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's so I was much... a good poet, though. I'm actually a very good poet. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I've been published a lot, and I, I have an MFA in poetry. I, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a pretty good poet. Have you had a poetry show at Mutiny? Um, not in a long time. Um, I could. I, I've done last year or was it two years ago I, I did a bunch of staged readings of plays because I had some staged readings I wanted to go through maybe that was two years ago but no I, I used to be I came to comedy through poetry because I was a, I was a real I mean you were just a funny funny slam I was a slam funny poet. slam poet but <laughs> and, but I when I do poetry I'd be like I'd make fun of other poets with their cadence and the way they talk and do their Poems. I was like, fuck you guys. And I used to get on the people's backs in graduate school and I'd be like, memorize your fucking work, poets. I'd be like, it's so boring when we're in a reading and you're just reading your work. It's like, it's so smart, I'm reading it. Yeah. And I was like, memorize your work. Have a little, have a little like, that's the thing I've always loved about comedy is the respect that people have for their own work. Yeah. That they memorize, because you, I mean, unless people stand up there with fucking no and it's fine. If it's an That's open fine. mic, use a notebook. Listen, especially, you but know if it's a showcase and you use a notebook, I'm not going to book you again. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, unless it's like Matt Gubser and he's like, Pam, I'm just going to, I'm fucking around. It's, and he's going on like 40 minutes. And then it's like, do whatever you want, fucking want, man. Yeah. But usually I'm like, no, Yeah, no I mean, it seems, it seems like a little Bush League unless you're doing something real transcendent and like high art. Sure. Yeah, Bush League. Yeah, I don't really Five like years. notebooks. I'm not a fan of seeing a comic with a notebook. I'm like, I'm okay if you like you like for me. Like, I, I pull out my my phone or my notebook if I am just like not able to. Like, if I'm just like eating dick mm. and I want and I have like four more minutes, I'm like, I want the show to go on. I, let me fucking look at something. Right. Like, you see don't some like the, what I'm saying, so maybe like, I've never. Yeah, it's I like, mean, I, wanna, like I, would not I want read, to be entertaining. You read know? off my phone. Like sometimes I take my phone on stage where it's like I have. 
if you look at all my jokes in my phone, I never write a joke out longhand. Oh yeah, it's just there's. I like, have my note my le- my list so, as my background. But that's funny. On my phone. So like th- those are all jokes that may represent <laughs> a minute of a joke each. Right, and, and it's it, just like platonic foot pics. Yeah, well <laughs> so that, that looks like this. That looks like a poem right there. Here's the trick: if anybody wants to have the, the deep the deep trick that I figured out, I don't remember who I learned it from, but it was at the my first year of comedy at Brainwash and I still wasn't ready to not go up without that list of like Is there incense for me? Oh, you're jeweling. It's jeweling. <laughs> I know those things are crazy. I'm, I'm, um, I'm also uh, gay, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you don't want to have a list because you don't want to look like an amateur and it's your first year or your second year, you're doing whatever you want. Yeah. You write it on a napkin. You put it you on put the it outside of the a beer. beer glass. Yes, you oh. can read through the beer glass and then you take a sip of you the beer. And you can look at And you can look at your fucking yeah. list and nobody I knows. Can't someone at Wow. Someone, I stopped two years in still didn't know that. You didn't know that? Someone that, at Brainwash taught, taught me that. And I can't remember so for the life of me who <laughs> I'm gonna start telling it's, everybody that I wasn't think I'm so No, seasoned. no, it's <laughs> it's it's a trick I used to use. Now now I'm I don't even I should actually go back and list out all my jokes, but at this point, like I gotta. I just don't even. At this point, I've just been fucking around, and whatever comes into my head, like I have enough material. All I have to do I know, is I think just, of a it's joke. A wealth and it's like of, there it is. You know, like I got five uh-huh. years of stuff I'm pulling from. Right. And it's just it's like, just like I'll pull that one. I like, you know, sometimes I'll make a little set list of like new stuff I'm working on if I'm doing that. If I'm worried about like some, I mean. I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna film a set upcoming here, and I'm gonna really prepare for it. I'm yeah. gonna prepare. It's gonna be like a hot seven. That's gonna be that I'm gonna do really well, and I'm not gonna fuck around with. There won't. I mean, I don't usually have any ums or ahs anyways, but I definitely won't on can this I, video. Can I ask you something as someone yeah. who's produced a festival? Yeah. All right. So I'm submitting to some festivals. Yeah. Let's talk about this. All I right. know a lot about so this. So I have a clip that I'm really proud of, but it's 12 minutes long. So cut it on either end. So here's the deal. At the beginning, how is how important is it to see like the start of like? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You can do, put it into a put it into a software program where there's laughter and it goes from have your name and it goes from black with your name on it to you performing. Okay. So it's just your video thing and it says Mike Whitaker the date and the place it was mm-hmm. and if that's on a black thing and you hear people laughing ha ha ha, ha and then it fades to you and you're on stage. Okay, so and then there you are, and you can even keep it up there for a second, Mike Whitaker, blah, 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 or you can make it at the bottom, so that when you show up on stage, there it is on the bottom, and you can leave it there. If so you want. I'm curious on where, because I have two points in a clip where it's because some people have told me like, don't just cut like uh, some of the some of the places I'm applying to are specifically like don't send us a best of reel. No, no, and a best of reel is a montage of this montage. Of this. You can start. All they want is seven to ten minutes in a row. Yeah, yeah. So some most of the festivals I'm looking at are like we want four to six minutes. Oh, okay. It's just like uh, I ask for, I ask for five to ten because I want to know, and I don't even, and I and I watch everybody's video, but yeah. and then I end up clipping through and looking at things. But so, I know that not all of it's going to so be great. I have a bit. So like I have a like my first two minutes. It's a very strong two minutes, and then it's like maybe like there's still good jokes, but there's a little bit of a lull, and it kind of lulls out until the seven minute mark. And it's like, and then it, but it picks. So no, don't cut. I'm not don't use cut. that one. So yeah, I don't know if I. Should so use... you can either start at the seven minute mark. So I have a joke. Then the last, the last bit of it, it's this three minutes of the the strongest joke. Okay. Yes. And, start. Start. But the next joke is also a very good joke, but 
it doesn't hit as hard in the room. Doesn't matter about the room. Doesn't matter about the room. Got it, got it. Here's the problem. A lot of people, when they give me their videos... I, I value your opinion yeah, about yeah, this because yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. the whole festival. I, well, and I've, I've done it four times, and I've mm-hmm. watched a thousand videos at this point. The best videos come from Helium in Portland. Hey, everybody. Yeah. I'm the, the only I got my video from the comedy spot in Sacramento. The, I got great fucking tape in that room. It's good. I, yeah. So, Helium... Is they are the ones who do the Portland people, and it is it's the so town folks. And, it's yeah, it's yeah. so hard not to take people from Portland into the festival because all of their videos are so good. Yeah, they're so good. So I'm specifically going on this Portland trip, May 10th through 20th, to get that Tuesday video from Helium. I'm I'm already set up for a bunch of different bookings, and I'm booked a lot, and it's mm-hmm. going to be great. I'm going to be. I do well when I leave the city. Yeah, people like me; they think I'm funny. In here, not so much, but up there, they find me. You know what it is? It's like a it's like a familiarity thing. Yeah, they don't they don't know my jokes. No one else does abortion. I mean, no one does. That's the thing. Is when I go up there, God nobody damn, does that, jokes you, like you me. Nobody the, does yeah. jokes like me. Like, I'm sorry, I'm talking about finger bang my cat, the finger bang cat, <laughs> all this shit, my cat shit. I mean, people down here, they're like, yeah, we've heard of Pam, whatever. And I'm like, when I go, when I travel, people are like, what the fuck? My breast milk, beer cheese, like (laughs) all the things I talk about, people are just like, you're an insane person. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of funny to listen to. It's ideas that come. Anyways, I'm going to get this great video because the sound is great on it because you hear the person. I don't care about hearing the audience. Sometimes... When people, they just set up an iPhone or whatever, and all you hear is their best friend laughing. Don't oh, use no, no, that no, no. video, people. <laughs> we don't want to hear your friend laughing. I got to hear. There were there were some people I had to turn them down because the audience was laughing so hard, but I never heard the punchline. So I was like, I don't know if that's a funny joke because I didn't hear it. When I look at videos, they have to make me laugh. And if I, I can kind of tell, like, if I laugh out loud in the first minute and a half, they go into this one pile. Like, there's, there's a couple ways I watch videos. Like, okay. it takes me a long time. I'll give you, I'll, I'll walk you through the whole thing. Anybody who's listening, this I'm, is I'm so fascinated in this. I'm sorry if this is really inside baseball. This is inside baseball. They already listened to all the other stuff. <laughs> the other, some call me Tim. The second hour, it's like we can talk about whatever the fuck yeah. we want. So, I have all these submissions that come in, and then I go immediately to their tape. If I press on their tape and it doesn't motherfucking play, I put it in this one pile. I go to those people halfway through and I send them, I say, hey, your tape didn't come through, you wanna try to send it again. And I see sort of how long and what happens and if it's fucked up Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But usually if it doesn't, if if the link you give me doesn't work, fuck you! Okay. (laughs) So now we're watching the video. If I laugh in the first minute and 30 seconds, you go in the yes pile. I watch all of the yeses again and then I have a super yes and then I just have the yes pile. And then from the super yes, I know how many I can choose at the end. Mm-hmm. But so it's like you kind of move from one place to another. So if you if I don't laugh in the first minute and 30 seconds of your, of your video, I don't put you in a no pile. Okay. I just keep you in that pile. And then once I've watched all of them and I go back, then I go, was there, I'm gonna go watch some of those. I should give everybody a fair chance. And then I go back and watch the ones that didn't make me laugh in the first minute and 30 seconds. Thinking in my mind, well, I am sort of fucked up and I do have a fucked up sense of humor. So I might not laugh. But that's when I bring in the second person. And I say, like my buddy Latoya, and she's like, she's not in like the scene, like she doesn't know everybody, and but she knows what's fucking funny. I think funny. it's good to have that aspect of like, this is not necessarily like super comic, this is just... She's a, she's a person who does comedy and a enjoys comedy. A consumer of comedy. A consumer of comedy. She does improv more than comedy. But if, if they make her laugh, then I'm like, okay, something might be wrong with me. <laughs> now, if she looks at me and she's like, Pam, come on, you're being way too nice with this. Then I'm like... Oh, okay. All right, this person isn't ready or whatever. But I try to be really nice to everybody. Like, I try. Thank you, Mark Neuer. 
Thank you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good luck with your dog and oh, picking him up you. from the nanny. Oh, San Jose scene tonight. Are you? Huh? San Jose, San Jose scene tonight. Oh, you're in San Jose tonight? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I'm at the open mics out there tonight. Okay. <laughs> no, good for you. I am. I am hosting. If anyone's listening live, I am hosting Eagle tonight. Oh, are you? Eagle is my favorite. Job. I know. I'm so I know. pumped. I, I work in yeah, You guys are probably going there. After Dude, this, I am huh? hosting Eagle, and then I am fucking hoping it ends early. Do either am, of you have a Costco card? Nine o'clock spot in Santa Cruz tonight. Too. Nine o'clock spot in Santa Cruz. Yeah. That's impossible. Do either of you guys have a Costco card? I do. Okay, I might I might stick around for Eagle then. Um, I work <laughs> every guys. Wednesday. Bye. Is it impossible? I don't think so. If I can get out of there, it, like Google Maps says, I can do it in an hour and a half. But so it's till seven. You, your mic is from five to seven. Yeah. And then you have to be. You have a spot at nine. If you can make it by nine thirty, it is. You're going through traffic, and over that over know. that scary seventeen I pass. I checked it out. I might have someone host the second half. We'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna if feel you have it someone out. host the second half, then you're. I love. I miss the Eagles so much. And I it's can't. so nice. I like hosting there because I'm the big burly gay dude at the big burly gay dude place. Yay! It's like it's very on brand. Very on brand. <laughs> God, I, I love that place. I just I work every Wednesday now at Bender's, so I can't. Oh. But it's fine. I love my job. My job is the best. It's like, oh my Make god, that money. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I just like cooking for people, and and it's important to have a W two job for my taxes. This is the second year I'm applying for taxes, and in a long, long time, because I just didn't have W two jobs. I just didn't. Where I was just like a domestic. I was a domestic. Bomb pair. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I just all of my money was under the table, so I didn't. Oh. I, di- I didn't pay. All of her money was entirely legit. If the IRS oh, no. is looking. Oh, at well, they're not. I know, but it's <laughs> the, the thing is that as a woman, if they do any looking like that, I can always just say I was a really good girlfriend, and I can push feminism back twenty years. Whatever. Yeah, I used to be a wife. Then I didn't get any alimony from my husband, but I have a cash lifestyle. I pay my rent. Whatever. Like you think that the IRS is coming after hookers? To, I mean, I mean, uh, hooker is a terrible name. Sex workers. I'm such a jerk. Yeah, yeah I, I'm. I'm sorry. That was so insensitive. If anybody's, I, I value your labor, sex workers. I'm a Marxist. I, I believe in you, and I think it's I important think, work. I think you have so much more value to, to society than I like know. a banker. <laughs> and they get paid so much. Of course, they need W two. Yeah. What do you do? you work with children with? I, uh, I work with adults needs? with special needs. Adults with special needs. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I have a buddy who's turning. 12 soon and I've known her since she was born and she's on the spectrum pretty hard Mm -hmm. and um, I get to hang out with her a lot this summer which is really cool and when she turns 18 it's actually going to be I mean I hope that someday they're like do you want to live with her and I'll be like yes (laughs) I do I do I do it's really I mean it would be great you pay for my rent and I get to live with her we're friends come on I work especially like so like my job for a long time was like with transitional aged adults so it's like oh I'm helping people move out for the first time like yeah Getting their own place, getting so set up cool. with a plan to yeah. live. Yeah, where? Helping what's them with budgets. I mean, like silverware drawer. Like, yeah. God. I, and I work <laughs> work the gamut of like people who are like nonverbal. Wow. Non, you know, to to like folks who are in college. So sure. So it's like yeah, it's feels good to help people yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's like being a vegan without all with different with but while getting paid for your work yeah, yeah, yeah i mean i don't i don't do it for for the pat me on the backs like i i enjoy like my job so like but a lot of part of it. a Isn't lot of cool? my job is is taking folks with autism hiking so cool I, and i'm like i can bring my dog to work a lot so cool. and i'm like i do not get paid a lot of money but my quality of life is through the roof that's so great and it's like man 
I really should move to San Francisco and get a job in San Francisco where I make decent change an hour and do comedy all the time. But yeah. it's like, oh, well, like I can, I can just keep this job where I have good benefits where I don't really get oh, paid a whole lot of money. Yeah. Benefits are good. Benefits are benefits are worth making less money. It's true. <laughs> good bennies are. And are, what you're saying, quality of life. I feel the same way about working at Benders. I work. In a bar, in my favorite bar, in a bar I've been a regular at, um, 806 South Venice, a bar that funded the, they are the ones that gave me the money for the t-shirts for the comedy festival. The, the people, the counter offer who I work for inside Benders, they totally supported the festival financially. The guy who is the, one of the bouncers at Benders, he runs Subliminal SF. He did all the art for everything. He did the Mm -hmm. cool art, all that shit. So like. It's this bar where, like, I'm family and I work there and I get a dis. I'm like, my quality of life is through the roof. Yeah. But because I'm, you know, I'm not gonna call myself an alcoholic. I'm, a, I, but I love drinking. You, like, I'm you, a drunk. You're, you, you enjoy your drink. That's why I moved. I mean, I moved to San Francisco <laughs> because I got. Where a DUI. were you living before here? San Diego. I was oh. married. I had this weird life, but I, I got a DUI and I couldn't live in San Diego anymore because I couldn't get anywhere. I was a credentialed school teacher and I couldn't get to work. Be- I couldn't, I couldn't be a substitute teacher. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't get yeah. there because I couldn't. Drive and so I was like well I'll move to San Francisco there's public transit and I'll never drive again and I'll figure out what happens when I get there and then I went to graduate school and did all that and now I do this and I'm like yay but working in a bar and I'm sure if I talked to my parents they'd be like oh my god you work in a bar that's so gross and I'm like and people might not think I mean it's a dream fucking come true when yeah. I tell people that they're like what I would listen I would love to live in San Francisco I, yeah I just live in the mountains and then, I mean, I live, yeah, exactly. I live a five minute walk from a beautiful hike. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and we have them too here. You can always do Bernal or Twin Peaks and just, wa- I mean, what is hike? Hiking is walking in dirt. I mean, we have some dirt here. There's also a lot of pretty architecture or yeah, yeah. whatever. No, no, no. But- I love, I love being in the city. I yeah. love, I kind of like the, you know, San Francisco part of it's kind of gross and I like that. <laughs> I'm glad that you worked this out today that you were running the open mic at Eagle. Yeah. I'm so happy about that. You've got me so freaked out that I'm not going to be able to get to my spot in Santa Cruz, though. I just, I've done that drive before. How long is your set? It's not the Blue Lagoon one where it's only three minutes, right? No, 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 no. Okay, it's, good. It's a, it's the Blue Lounge. I've not done it. It's oh. not the same as the Blue Lagoon. Oh. It's the late show, though. Great. And I don't think I have a you'll, strict nine o'clock call You'll make time. it. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be fine. Just be careful over that 17 pass. It's going to rain tonight. Oh, God. Yeah. Be careful over that. I went... The other week, I do well in Santa Cruz every single time I go of course down. Do they're so happy that other people are out there? <laughs> they have yeah. a really insular is, scene. If, if if it was a you know the the microcosms of markets I've played in, you know, like I do great in Santa Cruz. Well, and they have they have a great they have audiences. Santa Cruz is badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they DNA's have the audiences. That up. Like, yeah, he, he just opened the. It, I think it's the largest comedy venue in the bay area and it's in santa cruz good for him and he has he started his own he has his own festival too but it involves all of these places in santa cruz all get together and it's like this big community effort and Mm -hmm. it's neat there's a sense of community down there it's smaller yeah it's great and some they come up here sometimes it's a college town so there's that kind of turnover it's a tourist town so there's that kind of turnover and they you know we're they have sense of humor and and you know we're edgy up here in the and Bay it's area. four hours away from where <laughs> it's four hours from where you live yeah Ugh. yeah because this is a two hour to get here um yeah i budgeted two hours today to get here it's it's really like an hour but with traffic yeah God. and parking 
I'm sorry. This neighborhood's a terrible place. I'm kind of concerned because I think. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll let you go. We're gonna. No, 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 oh, no, I, no, I don't no, know no. how long you go. We go. We go. Usually, I only go till three. But if people are interesting, we keep going. So I was oh just like, my goodness! Going. No, it's I fine. Did, I don't great. mean to. I held you up a half hour. I'm sorry. No, no, you're not holding anything up. The podcast goes till four. Okay. We'll take a little time, just you and I, and schedule. A, a Friday when you're already coming down here to get you on a show. Oh, okay, cool. Because cool, cool. if I don't want to, or I'll schedule you so that you can schedule a bunch of things after. All right. Either way, I just, you're coming all the way down. We got to like I, plan I it out. I'm in the city four or five nights a week. I know. It's why it's Listen, crazy. I, I love time. I love to do comedy. It's what makes me happy. It's what I come and do. And so it's just like, yeah. I've driven out for one shitty open mic spot before, Oof. and it's rough, but you know what? Sometimes that's what I get. You know what? Sometimes you're in Palm Desert, and it's, and and it's 110 yeah. degrees. And sometimes you almost die in the desert. So, like, comedy's done. better than that, even yeah. when it's bad. <laughs> right, sure. No water. Left or right. Left or right. <laughs> I hope I didn't just ramble nightmare. incoherently for an hour and a half. No, you were amazing. You're a great <laughs> guest. I think that we you definitely filled the bill for Some Call Me Tim. You're w- welcome back all right. anytime. All right, thank uh, you. This has been Some Call Me Tim. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. Look up Mike Whitaker. Find him on all of your social media. Do you have any special things? Do you have an Instagram or anything? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Twitter. Coastal Pino. <laughs> Uh, it used to be Dr. Poodle Papa, but I, wow. I changed it. I decided it makes me sound more like a lush as Coastal Pino. I'm too yeah. late in the game to get Mike Whitaker. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. uh, uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Gravenstein's plural. That's a type of apple. Oh, okay. <laughs> I should get those the same thing. I'm real bad at branding. Apple bottom. Is that where you were going with? No, I'm from, I'm from the home of the Gravenstein apple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm real local. I'm he's, real he's local. He's real, real local. You can catch him tonight in Santa Cruz. And he's going to be hosting the Eagles, so go out there. I, w- I wish I could. I, I do dearly miss that open mic. Yeah. Um, and thank you guys for listening. This has been Some Call Me Tim on Mutiny Radio. Bye. Bye.
a podcast. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio comedy festival ticket march 1st through 5th check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com come take a seat i had a date there and it did not go well but it wasn't the fault of the place they're very nice asiento For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Yeah. 
Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. Don't know anything about it. Sorry. All on my limited view. Yes. Every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. And Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God. There's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your review. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean... Hey, people, Flat, flat Black Plastic coming to you. The special Muni Radio Comedy Festival Edition. We have a comic with us, Mr. Carl Berger. I, we will, I'll try and figure out how to work two microphones. I didn't think of that until just now, but he brought some records. I brought some records, and you're going to be listening to Muni Radio, and you're going to be coming down here for the comedy festival, or you're going to be in trouble.
Thank you.
such an uneasy feeling was in my heart. It isn't my wish to confuse your soul, but I truly believe no matter where you go, you'll be always mine, mine, all mine. You'll be always salió hecho una exhalación para la puerta del cielo cuando salió san pedro le dijo mira san pedrito el diablo este no me deja entrar allí en el infierno yo creo que este diablo que, que es bastante prietecito me lo deberías mandar para angola San Pedro, pausado y ceremonioso, exclamó, a ver, a ver, que doce ángeles vayan volando enseguida para ver qué es lo que pasa con Satanás. Arrancaron velozmente los doce angelitos y el diablo que se había quedado mirando por la rendija de la puerta cuando vio venir a los doce ángeles. Se puso las manos en la cabeza y exclamó, Ave María Purísima. No hizo más que llegar al cielo Fidel Castro y empiezan a venir los exiliados para el infierno. El soldado Rodríguez tuvo un problema, se le murió el padre. La mala noticia la recibió el comandante, el comandante no la quería dar la noticia de la muerte de su padre. El comandante se la pasó al capitán, el capitán se la pasó al teniente, el teniente se la pasó al sargento. Nadie quería darle la noticia al soldado Rodríguez. Y por fin, al cabo, no le quedó más remiendo que decírsela. Pero el sargento le recomendó. Fíjaselo con mucho cuidado. Soldado Rodríguez quería mucho a su padre. Bueno, se ocupe de eso. Enseguida el cabo mandó. ¡A formar pelotón! ¡Que den un paso adelante los que tengan padre! Usted no, Rodríguez, usted no. Usted no, Rodríguez. Ay, qué va a Está bueno eso, está bueno eso. Only one thing kept me out of college. 
pero oyeron a Sayonara al principio. Fíjense, imagínense que hace unos días me encontré con Sayonara. Y en cuanto me vio me dijo, ¡ay, Rosendoyo! ¡Qué bueno que te encuentro! Me dije, hay que se vaya, hay que se vaya, que eso se ponga. The definition of indecent, when it's in long and it's in hard and it's in deep, then it's indecent. Now you feel better, don't you, dear? Sure you do. Uh, we don't do racial stories, but here's a toast to the German bride. Gesundheit. some other stuff, Japanese, Puerto Rican, Filipino coming up. I mention everyone while I'm working. It seems that the Lord was making, when he was making the world, he called man aside and he said, look, I'm going to give you 20 years of sex life. The man was horrified because he didn't think 